You're listening to the Trail Chums podcast. I'm Emma. I'm Kat. And today we have a special guest on to talk about being a woman in outdoors uh, sports such as climbing and hiking. So Heike Puhan has been climbing for 25 years and hill walking since she was only four years old in the Alps. She has also done all the Monroes in Scotland as well as being very close to finishing the Corbettes. She is a qualified mountain instructor and has had some first ascents in both rock and ice climbing. It was a really cool opportunity to talk to someone who's so experienced. She talks about what happens if you encounter a polar bear when you're doing ice climbing and skiing around in Greenland. She talks about uh, being pregnant while you're doing outdoor sports and specifically climbing. And overall, she's just a super, super cool woman. So stay tuned for our interview with Heike. can start with what got you into outdoors sports in general we can start with from the very beginning how did you get into it because you said that you've been doing it since you were four years old hill mm-hmm. walking yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, my parents they always took us um, I've got uh, two um, siblings brother and a sister and they always took us into the hills mm-hmm. uh, my sister wasn't the greatest fan of it <laughs> but um, my brother and I we kind of took it up from there so um, I remember I've got a photo in a house of me um, sitting um, below like a 3,000 meter peak. That was my first one when I was about four and a half years old. Wow. Um, so, and I think from there on, we were always hill walking. It wasn't really climbing, but it was hill walking. And um, then when I went to university, one of my friends, she was really into hill walking as well. So we did things like we went to the States, went around the national parks, walking, and um, generally enjoying. <laughs> Um, but what, when it really started was when I went to Stirling University to do a master's degree. Yeah. And I joined the uh, Uni Mountaineering Club. And uh, they were really into climbing. And I met my husband. Well, then. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> and, and basically, he had just started rock climbing. And so we, we kind of learned it together from scratch. And we really got into it. Uh, but we were doing lots of hill walking as well. So I remember doing my master's um, dissertation during the summer um, and uh, I wasn't really doing an awful lot of dissertation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did, I think, I did uh, 90 Monroes. Wow. (laughs) What a time to do 90 Monroes while you're writing your dissertation. Uh, And I got a first for it. Nice. (laughs) So Wow, that's really impressive. But you were writing your dissertation about something that had to do with outdoor activities. No, no, it it was... (coughs) Internal communication, so oh. nothing to do with it at all. <laughs> Otherwise, that would have been great research. You could say, I'm doing all yeah, these Monroes yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I did that later then because uh, my PhD is about adventure sports mm-hmm. in the media. Mm. So um, that was all about climbing. Uh, I had a big section on it as well, on women and climbing. Oh, that's really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't get into climbing until you were a bit older then, until yeah. university? Yeah, yeah. So how did you find the comparison then of getting into so hill walking from a young age and then getting into climbing at university? Because that's a, the age we're getting into climbing and getting a bit more into outdoor sports is at university. We yeah. never really were into it before. Yeah. So how did you find the difference in <laughs> adapting towards a new sport in your um, like 20s? I think it was quite a natural um, progression, you know, because hill walking, particularly in Scotland, if you pick the right hills, they can be quite scrambly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're using rock anyways, and then it's just from there you, you turn to, you know, steeper stuff. and a bit you, more vertical. Yeah, <laughs> a bit more vertical, use ropes. And um, we were just really keen, so 
um, it started really quickly with rock climbing and then um, with ice climbing, winter climbing. So that's really what I love now the most. My husband probably prefers rock climbing, but... So when you're doing rock climbing, do you ever do it indoors or is it primarily outdoors? Um, no, I train indoors. Um, so I go to the climbing wall maybe a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of times a week. Well. <laughs> and uh, then try to outdoor climb at the weekend. Oh, that's so. really great. Do you still outdoor climb during the winter? So like, yes. as it's getting colder now? Yes, yes. Well, I guess ice climbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, winter climbing, ice climbing. It's lots of snow about already, so yeah. Okay. Um, but... Sometimes you can get really good conditions in winter as well. So, I mean, we don't mind traveling quite far for, for climbing. So we go to um, the peak sometimes mm -hmm. in winter, um, you know, near Sheffield, um, where you can um, get superb rock climbing in winter, really good friction on grit. So. Wow. So what are your, like, favorite exploits in hill walking and climbing? So what is your most memorable experiences, whether that's climbing or most memorable hikes that you've done? Uh, there's so it? many. There's <laughs> so many. Um, I mean, f for me, I've done all the Monroes, so to finish the Monroes, that was really fantastic um, from a hill walking perspective. Um, but from a climbing perspective, I guess um, probably my expedition to Greenland so we went to Greenland, um, team, team, we were eight people, I was the only woman. Oh, wow. And uh, we, we uh, got flown in, landed on a glacier, and then put on our skis and set up camp. And then from there we climbed uh, unclimbed peaks. So it was a four-week expedition. Um, so we set up camp first in one place, climbed a few peaks around there. And I got to, then we moved on and uh, to another camp. And that day was possibly the best. Basically, we went up, climbed over kind of a ridge with the skis and then uh, descended a new glacier where nobody had been before and then um, climbed another peak. Um, that and, sounds crazy. And then yeah. the, the great thing is if you climb them first, you get to name them. Oh. So, so what did you guys pick for a name? Um, well, one for one, um, I picked my niece's name, so it's called Julia's Tinder, because oh, the wow. mountains are called Tinder there. So yeah, <laughs> she wanted one, so I did it for my niece. <laughs> oh my god, she won. So <laughs> she wanted a mountain. Yeah, Don't no, we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I got to name the glacier as well, so it's now the Puchan Glacier. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah. And it was just really fantastic. Um, I mean, the views in Greenland uh, is just beautiful because you stand on top of the mountain. And the only thing you see is like snowy peaks, nothing. Mm -hmm. um, not even, you don't see much in, in ways of animals, fortunately, because we had to take a gun in case polar bears come. Oh, yep. oh wow. Yep. Um, but it was That's scary. <laughs> yeah, that was, was a little bit scary. Yeah. I'm glad we never came across one and I wouldn't have wanted to shoot one. No, 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 that doesn't. That seems like the least appealing part of that <laughs> entire expedition. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, I never shot a gun before, so we had to practice. Uh, I was absolutely useless. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get to go on that expedition? Um, I'm in the Scottish Mountaineering Club, and uh, there's a guy who had been before, and he suggested, you know, how about it, um, We'll go on. We were going in sort of teams of two, um, so climbing individually. So I was climbing with my husband, and the other guys were climbing with their partners. And but it's good if you have a bigger group, you know, as a support because there's polar nobody, bears. Yeah, polar <laughs> bears, and there's nobody who can help you, you know. Yeah. So 
uh, Colvin, um, uh, the guy who suggested it, he he's a dentist. I mean, it's not exactly <laughs> too reassuring for, but he had all the medical kits, so he was our medical officer. So I mean, he had stuff with him like morphine and so on in case there's pain. But there would uh, really nobody uh, come and rescue you very quickly. So the only thing we had uh, was a, a thing called an e-burp that you can set off and it sends signals, mm-hmm. and then um, somebody might come and rescue you. But I was the only kind lucky. of <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. Um, but that's the that was the only communication with yeah. with the outside. So um, and that was for four weeks. Four weeks, yeah. That's a yeah. long time. <laughs> it's a long time without a wash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, you mentioned you were the only woman. Yeah. Uh-huh. In this expedition, so do you generally find that? women are less represented in these outdoor sports so climbing and hiking or what has your experience been yeah um, so I, far? I think i think it's sort of increased a lot and i think what really helps is um sort of the indoor walls and you know you, you see a lot of women in indoor walls and and that's great um but i think it's also improved because there's much more available for women now so there's the women's climbing symposium which is really popular or there's a trad festival in the peak where women come together and learn from each other like how to trad climb outside and things like that so I think it's increasing but if you look at things like uh, ice climbing and um, expeditions and so on I guess women are still a bit underrepresented why do you think that is? Is it because, well, obviously, I think ice climbing requires immense amounts of strength because mm-hmm. I know for a fact that in order to use the ice picks, it does require a lot of strength mm-hmm. that sometimes can be harder for women to mm-hmm. actually get. Or do you think it's just because the the way the sports have presented themselves in the past has been more male orientated? So, like, why do you think ice climbing is a place that women still aren't feeling as represented. I think it's also a lot to do with confidence, you know, just to go out and do it because women can do it just as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see in other countries like Austria and Germany uh, where um, women are much more represented. I um, mean, there's a woman called Ines Papert who's a superb ice climber, you know, she climbs to the highest level and uh, she's been doing this for years. And there's many of them, but in, in, in Germany and Austria, the Alpine clubs, for example, they really um, help women develop and they get young athletes and, and support them, both male and female. And I think that just doesn't exist to that extent in this country. Um, so there's less than sometimes I think women also or girls think like, oh, that's just, you know, for, for as you say, like for strong people and whatever. But um, actually, you know, you can start. Mm-hmm. low, you know, and start easy. And you don't need that much strength, actually. It's more to do with kind of skill and perseverance, I think. Yeah. So, but I think women are still a bit underrepresented in these things. And obviously expeditions, I've been on a couple of expeditions and I was obviously the only woman. I I mean, I was also just thinking, um, have you ever experienced that confidence lacking or like, because as you said, that sometimes it is about women not having enough confidence to try out these sports. Have you ever struggled with embarking on any of these sports, with whether that's a matter of confidence Mm -hmm. or you felt like the men around you were better or something like that? Yeah, personally, I I don't think I have. I mean, sometimes you think like, oh, maybe this is too difficult or, you know, I don't like, for example, I don't like being watched. I mean, yeah. <laughs> climbing. <laughs> so, Nobody does. <laughs> so, so for me, you know, I, I wouldn't love to do competitions or something mm-hmm. because I, I would feel this pressure 
you know, I, I'm not sure how I could deal with that. So and I don't like people standing around watching me when I'm doing something. And, you know, sometimes you're at a crack and you're doing a difficult climb and you're struggling and you're cursing and swearing. And it's like, <laughs> just go away. <laughs> don't look at me. So I think that's sort of a side that, that I don't like about it. But I kind of fell into these sports and I'm also doing kayaking. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of similar issues there. You see a lot more women kayakers, but... Um, kind of, they often don't do the most difficult stuff, or they don't go on expeditions, things like that. Yeah, I think for because we're both like fairly new. We started in May, I yeah. think, mm-hmm. climbing. Um, and to me, it has never occurred to me that it was something I could do. It wasn't until our friend mm-hmm. kind of invited us along mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, it's an it's like it's an option. Because I don't think I'd ever first of all thought of rock climbing mm-hmm. as something mm-hmm. that like regular people could do like yeah. I wasn't I've never been very sporty just exercising like regularly yeah. in a fitness center but to like just show up and like who am I to think that I can climb a wall it just seemed very strange but then yeah. you show up and you realize there are so many beginners of different yeah. like sizes exactly. heights yeah. strength yeah. levels absolutely and you yeah. just yeah have the even the perseverance to sort of continue coming even though like you're progressing so slowly I think it's really important yeah to realize I mean that's why I think climbing is a great sport because you're not really unless you're doing competitions you're not mm-hmm. really competing with anyone mm-hmm. you're just you know trying to improve your own skills and and enjoy yourself and I think it's a really good sport um, it's kind of a sport that requires both mental and physical abilities yeah I think that those two sentences <laughs> completely incorporate why I really enjoy climbing mm-hmm. is it's exactly that it's more of just a competition with yourself if it is a competition yeah. it's just about pushing yourself to be yeah. better yeah. Yeah. but you don't have to compete with anyone yeah. at, but at the same time it's this challenge for both your body and your mind yeah. I, I think it just like incorporates like so many elements that should be appealing to mm-hmm. so many people but I, I do think like as Kat said you don't really consider it an option a lot of times. Yeah. I think obviously coming from a family that you you were so climb like hiking from the yeah, age of yeah, four, yeah. it 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 was probably a bit more natural. Whereas I think a lot of people don't really are not really aware of how easy the of an option. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is obviously easier to start young. Um, I've seen it with my son because basically we've t- taken him. You know, from when he was three weeks old, we taking <laughs> him to a crack, put him there, <laughs> did some climbing. So you know, future GB representative. Yeah. In <laughs> so and now he's he's a great climber. He's ten ten years old, and we've done uh, lots of kind of multi pitch climbing with him already. You know, and he's actually better than me now. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's definitely better than us <laughs> if he's doing multi pitch. <laughs> Here we are struggling on the like low graded problems in bouldering gyms, <laughs> but it must be so wild to grow up like climbing something like multi pitch when and then being ten and just being used to doing these like extreme sport things. That mm-hmm. my mom was struggling so much when I like came home and told her that I started climbing. She's like, No, no, no! Why would you do that? Please don't. And um, in the summer, um, I brought my dad climbing, mm-hmm. um, and he's never done it before. He's in his fifties, and I've not brought anyone that struggled that much because mm-hmm. he literally got vertigo on the way up because he was so afraid of heights and it was so interesting oh, okay. to see like yeah. because he's yeah. um in that age now that his body just couldn't adjust to it even after climbing up for a month he was really really struggling even though he's super super strong like mm-hmm. he's always mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. very physically strong he just couldn't deal with it mentally Me- yeah exactly mm-hmm. mental so aspect, I, yeah. I guess yeah. a really yeah. big part of it would be starting 
starting young. He's young yeah. enough that you're mental. I mean, can keep up I'm actually it. sometimes a little bit worried because he has absolutely no fear. So, <laughs> so we're doing this uh, multi pitch, and there was a. Um, so if there's something he can't do, he'll just sort of swing off on the rope and he'll just hang there. <laughs> and, yeah, I think so much trust. Yeah. I think that's pretty common with kids, especially, yeah. is that they just have this impulse to just do it. They yeah. don't have the, all the fears that we've no, accumulated no. over the years. Absolutely. So yeah. even like just watching kids climb at bouldering gyms, like every yeah. single time I'm just sitting there like, oh, OK, so you <laughs> can just jump for that like yeah. didn't even consider that to oh, be yeah. if you can't really yeah. work out the next move just jump for it yeah, right? jump for it. yeah he does that he does that a lot so I mean but it's definitely going to make him a stronger climber in the future but mm-hmm. I think it was also really interesting because you also mentioned to us that you were climbing while you were pregnant yeah with mm-hmm. your son so mm-hmm. do you want to sort of talk about that experience yeah and yeah. how it really mm-hmm. impacted yeah. your sports probably be- before um I st- uh got pregnant that was probably when I was climbing best so when I got pregnant um, I thought oh no my life is over (laughs) (laughs) what am I going to do but you know I I just continued climbing and the great thing was well I didn't have any kind of morning sickness or anything and also I didn't get a problem that sometimes people get when they're pregnant is that the ligaments go um, soft Mm -hmm. so I could climb um, till right I think I stopped climbing two weeks before I gave birth. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Must so, have been really strong by then well, because actually, you're carrying so much extra weight. Yeah, actually, it, it was amazing because after um, I'd given birth, I felt so super strong because <laughs> suddenly all this weight was gone, you know, this extra weight training I've been doing. I think I stopped leading um, when I was six months pregnant because then was, you know, starting to come out a bit and um, then I got one of these uh, full body harnesses mm-hmm. so they don't put any pressure on oh, the stomach okay. they, they have like basically the attachment is here all right so this is something you can use for bigger people or for mm-hmm. when you're pregnant so that's how I could climb right to the end do you think you ever experienced like judgment from people oh for yes, yes. Climbing uh-huh. climbing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean not directly from friends or um, at the wall or anywhere, but um, I wrote an article about it for UK UKC, mm-hmm. um, and um, there were loads of women saying like, "Oh, great, super, excellent," um, and then there were several people saying like, "Oh, this is um, totally um, appalling. You know, how could you do that? And what if something would have happened?" But the problem is another problem. The thing is, if you so into a sport. Um, and you know kind of what risks to take and which ones not. For example, I stopped bouldering right away because bouldering, you know, it can fall badly and yeah. mm-hmm. things like that or you land, land backwards or on your tummy or God knows what. So I didn't do that. But I did rope climbing and, and I, you know, scaled my grades back mm-hmm. down. So um, that worked. So there were some people judging you, uh, but... You know, I never went to my GP and said, like, oh, I'm climbing. He he would probably have a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think if it's something you're confident with, um, you can keep going. The only time I felt really not confident was actually when I went one day skiing. Because that's not, I mean, I do skiing, but I'm not a great skier. So um, I also thought, like, oh, what if somebody skis into me? You can't really control that risk, so I never did that again. But the climbing was was great. Um, Yeah, I think it's especially because you obviously know what you're doing when climbing and your experience with the sport, so it shouldn't be really judged much differently than a woman that continues running through her pregnancy because that's usually encouraged is to continue running for, like, the first few, like, like eight months or so. Yeah, but I think even, like, 
Alex Honnold and uh, Hazel Finley have both talked about in terms of free soloing, that they're so aware of the risks they take when they climb and they're climbing like when they do free solo, they're climbing so much below the grade that they would normally do. So they know exactly what they're doing. They're so skilled that this is not really a risk. Um, And for other people to judge it is so hard because they don't know their their bodies. But other sort of funny um, aspect of it is... uh, you know, when, when you're pregnant, you, you do get more emotional and uh, all that sort of thing. Uh, I just remember this um, this day. There's this route I really, really wanted to do um, with my husband. It's like, um, uh, well, it was a long time at Bishan. And it was my 40th birthday as well. So, And basically, I was already quite pregnant. And it was deep snow. And we were wading into this with tent and everything. And, you know, dragged myself in next morning. The weather was so horrendous. You couldn't climb it. I mean, it was blizzards yeah. and everything. It's impossible. And I just stood in the in in the quarry and was just crying. <laughs> 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 oh, so the last time I could climb with you again. And um, it hasn't turned out that way at all because, well, a well, the first few years, you know, you have to take it in turns. But then, you know, we climb as a family, and, and also we had really helpful uh, grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. Who just comes up and then you know, says like, well, "You can go away for." <laughs> so, so it's great. Oh, that's really lovely. But Did you ever also experience this sort of like judgment as a woman in other aspects? So, obviously, like you were a bit judged while you're climbing pregnant. But do you think there is any kind of sexism essentially in these sports? Yeah, in- innately mm-hmm. that you've experienced. <laughs> Definitely, I mean. I would probably say not so much lately, but I've I've definitely experienced it at walls. You know, mm-hmm. people give make comments or even just like trying to tell you how to do it because they think you can't. Lots of mansplaining. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> all or, all been there. <laughs> um, yeah, or at the crack, you know, particularly sort of popular cracks like the peak where there's lots of people. You know, it's like oh, you should do this move this way and that way, and then no, no, you must get your foot up there. It's like, just be quiet. I want yeah. to work it out myself. So I've experienced that quite a lot. And I think that's like even if you're like no matter what gender you are, it's so annoying to get like beta told to you when you're not like asking for yeah. it because yeah. you just want to figure it out on your own. By someone giving telling you what to do, yeah. it completely takes away the mental aspect. Exactly. So no matter whether you think or yeah. like the person can do it or not, it's not cool yeah. to, to no, tell no, them. No, don't tell them. Yeah, if they ask for it, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. I think um, also, especially on like an actual wall, you there's so many different approaches you can take that make sense for your body and the way exactly. your body can yeah. move. That yeah. sometimes like other people giving you beta for rope climbing doesn't really make a lot of sense because like maybe you can get your leg higher and put it on like a higher foothold <laughs> yeah, yeah. than they would, yeah. and that would make more sense for you. So it's sort of why are you <laughs> why are you, <laughs> why are you this? shouting this out? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. In terms of hiking um, with pregnancy, that worked quite well as well. Um, so I remember I did my last hike, as you would say, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, up on the 21st of it was midsummer because uh, a friend's got his birthday then, and we always go up to the cobbler, you know, the cobbler. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always camp there overnight on his birthday. Oh, that's so, really nice. So um, I was quite pregnant then because that was about three weeks before I gave birth so it was wow. quite a huge bump <laughs> so um, I dragged myself up there 
but it was a great experience. I said to the others, you can walk a bit quicker. <laughs> you know, I'll be there later. Um, so how long did it, like going back to hiking, how long did it take you to do all the Monroes? Six years, seven years? Seven years. Well, we could have done it quicker, but the thing was climbing was getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're doing too many different yeah. sports. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, to start with, we were doing more hill walking than climbing, mm-hmm. and then it just sort of changed. So I think I finished in 2002. So yeah. Long ago. yeah, that's yeah. Really what have you cool. been doing since? Uh, the Corbett's. <laughs> <laughs> so we're currently on a mission to finish the Corbett's. How um, many do you have left? Uh, I've got about thirteen left. So, but out the, of out of two hundred twenty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> but again, you know, it's taken quite a long time because. Yeah, we only do the corporates when, when the weather's rubbish and not good for climbing. So, <laughs> um, But now I'm a bit on a mission because there's only a few left. Unfortunately, they're all really difficult ones to get to, like on the outer aisles or really far north. Um, so, yeah, um, kind of so, need planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the next step should be getting a pilot license and then you can yeah. just like, fly a small yeah, plane be to the corporate. <laughs> That'd like a sailing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, boat. sailing Just, yeah, yeah. Well, you kayak now, so you can really <laughs> go for it. <laughs> but also, I noticed that um, you recently did the Berlin Marathon. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So how did you find that experience? Have you been long-distance running for a while? Um, yeah, I mean, like another thing that I used to do a lot, which I'm not doing so much at the moment, I should probably pick it up again. Um, I used to do... My husband's an orienteer. I mean, he grew up with orienteering in the family. So um, there's lots of, sort of two-day um, mountain marathon events. Mm-hmm. So I used to do quite a lot of them. Um, so I wasn't was never really so much a road runner, but I did all this kind of hill running. Um, I really love love doing that because you can move so fast um, for doing Monroes or so. You know, you can do three Monroes run along, um, and it's just nice experience. So I often did these two-day events where you have to carry all your equipment. Yeah with your partner and then crazy you know, find, find <laughs> that <laughs> here I'm struggling on three kilometers <laughs> like I quite enjoy running but yeah. it's like the yeah. idea of hill running is often just like yeah. uh, that's, yeah. that's a I mean, hard it's a sort of um, it's, it's a kind of fun um, what do you call it um, type two fun you know yeah. the stuff where you experience the fun afterwards you know mm. yeah. because mm-hmm. when you're doing it it's quite hard work because you have to take all your equipment mm-hmm. so you have to carry that then try to run. And go upwards. And, yeah, upwards. <laughs> so usually upwards, you're just walking as fast as you can and then run downwards. Yeah. And you also have to do, obviously, the um, orienteering to find the, the kind of points and uh, the controls. And and then you get, usually, uh, it's at the end of October, so specifically, so you get really bad weather. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you get wet, and then you get to the camp, and then you're totally drenched. And you have to put the tent up and you take all your clothes off and jump into the tent yeah it sounds like you can regret that like a lot of times during like you regret your decision to do it and like so many times on the way like with the heavy equipment on your back and then you're lying in the in in a tent and um thinking oh no tomorrow i have to get up again (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's it's a really good challenge it's Mm -hmm. a really good challenge and i mean the good thing for me was always particularly i did this particular one always in in october um it kind of would make you train um, for that and then you'd be fit for going winter climbing because winter climbing again you have to carry lots of equipment yeah. you have to be strong um, uh, to walk in and so the walk in is often worse than the climb you know when you're wading through snow and all <laughs> sorts um, so it's always good training for that I found 
And then I thought, oh, well, I really want to do at least one marathon. So, so As you do. <laughs> as you do. As you do. <laughs> My thought has always been I want to do at least one marathon in life. <laughs> <laughs> All together. <laughs> oh, over, yeah. the course of <laughs> over the course of my life, I'd like yeah. to run a total of 42 kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> like Has, that. <laughs> has there been um, a type of sports that you tried but you haven't enjoyed? Um, or is it really. just in general? Like, yeah, I just like doing sports, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not that great with things like tennis and all that. But I've never sort of got into that. No, never. No. But anything that involved yeah. a ball was yeah. usually like no go yeah. for I, me. I used to do when I was uh, in school. Um, I used to do a lot of basketball. I really enjoyed that. I was really good. Um, but um, well, I stopped doing that and got into other things. Sounds like your schedule's yeah. pretty packed. So yeah, you have to exactly. be pretty selective. Well, that's it. I mean, you can't do everything, you know. Um, we did so stop kayaking quite a, a while because. Um, my husband had, has got a sore back, um, but I was continuing a little bit with it. And now um, my son, <clears throat> again, he loves kayaking, so now I've picked it up a bit more again. But then you have to decide, you know, what am I going to do on this Sunday? Am I going kayaking? <laughs> am I going to do this? And but I think that's just <clears throat> so amazing, like doing it as a family, because like one of my, some of my fondest memories with my family is when we would do these sort of like outdoor sport things mm-hmm. because like we did mm-hmm. a fair amount of kayaking and we would usually take out like multiple kayaks and then it would be like two people together because we're a family of five yeah. all right yeah. usually my sister didn't come but so like i i think it's just like such a nice way of having like these memories with your family yeah, yeah, and like definitely. actually getting yeah. out there because like I, I really do remember all these moments and even mm-hmm. my parents used to also do this like trekking so like mm-hmm. this hill running with like the orienteering oh yeah um, and they used to like just take us leave us at the campsite and mm-hmm. they would go run it while we were just like <laughs> camping together as siblings which I think was always also very nice but uh, like specifically when it comes to this like trekking my mom always found that there weren't as many women interested in this like intensive like long distance mm-hmm. running do you think that's also like a, the case here in Scotland or is this like maybe just it's not as developed in Croatia um i think particularly in hill running um women are getting very very good mm-hmm. um so you know it's really increasing in popularity with mm-hmm. women um and SDC, have you heard of the, the runner Jasmine Paris yeah yeah so, I mean, she got the best result, I mean, out of men and women. Yeah. And, I mean, once people see, um, you know, examples like that, um, that could be role models, and I think that will attract more people to the sport. Um, we were just, uh, this weekend, we were up Navimore with uh, loads of friends. It's the ex-Sterling University Mountaineering Club. <laughs> and uh, it's loads of friends. We just rent a whole bank house, and everyone's got sort of kids kind of similar age so it's really good fun but out of these people they all used to be more like walkers or climbers but because they have kids and they're maybe not quite as determined as us with the climbing (laughs) they've all taken up hill running you know because that's something you can do individually as well yeah you know one person goes running and the others look after the kids and then next one goes running so um so and it's both partners you know doing that so i think it's just it's in the last 10 years, I, I think it's really got a lot better. Yeah. Do you for, think generally that outdoor sports have gotten, like, a lot better in, like, inclusivity in the past, like, few years? Yeah. Um, I mean, 
it'd be interesting. I always said in my PhD, um, when I was talking about women and everything, uh, one aspect I didn't cover was how it's inclusive for you know ethnic minorities and so on. And I think that would be some really interesting research because you know you still don't see that many Asian or uh, black climbers. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there is still a lot to be done. Um, yeah, I know there's some there's some people um, who are trying to um, increase popularity with other groups, um, also with people. There's often a debate on whether people from lower income, you know... Yeah, because climbing, at least here, is expensive. Mm -hmm. I think we're paying, uh, what is it, like... Ten pound, nine pound mm-hmm. a week. Yeah, but even if you're like bouldering? considering the equipment decreases, yeah. because the equipment is crazy expensive, like harnesses and ropes. If you're climbing, because outdoors we're doing the cheapest version. Yeah. yeah, we were just adding up. Um, uh, oh yeah, we, we went on a trip. We went to climbing in Sardinia recently, uh, half term, which was nice. <laughs> um, and so uh, the bag wasn't coming. You know, when we, when we landed, it's like, oh, where's the bag? Where's the bag? And then. Oh Lucas God, was like, nightmare. why are you so worried? And I said, like, do you know what that costs? <laughs> Three harnesses, a whole full rack of, oh. you know, camelots, whatever, you know, nuts, um, yeah. shoes. I mean, we sort of added it all up and we think it's like about £3,000 just yeah. in that bag. The then, worst suitcase you can lose. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We were always like, I don't care about the clothes, you know, yeah. this one comes. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, all the equipment you buy over the years. I mean, clothing as well, sort of. You know, over trousers, uh, jacket, all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's very, very expensive. So it's not so easy. I mean, you can obviously get away with cheaper stuff, but... Um, if you're doing it a lot, yeah, then it's yeah, nice yeah, to have yeah. a warm jacket yeah, or something yeah. that's actually yeah, waterproof. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're wading <laughs> yeah, through yeah, the yeah. snow and yeah. go yeah. ice climbing. <laughs> yeah. And we've got a... Uh, we've got one room in the house. It's just a gear room, so oh. it's got like all the shelves, and then it's got like boxes. There's like life gears. goals. That's, <laughs> a, that's a really big thing on Instagram. Like I don't, I think the hashtag's like my rack or something. That's like ah. people showing off their gear rooms, yeah. and it's so satisfying to see everything like hung up and like color coordinated. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. oh, must be so much money. You yeah. should have like a vault for it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it must be so much money. Really, if uh, what, what I spent over the years, on mm-hmm. it. but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Especially mm-hmm. if you're doing it as often as you yeah. do. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. It was really like enlightening to hear <laughs> all your experiences, and I think it's like really comforting to us to hear that you only cli- started climbing in your twenties because yeah. it really shows that there's so much time for us to become better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> become oh, absolutely, <laughs> and you can still get better. You know. I've, um, I've got a friend um, who retired, you know, and he was, I think he was 60 um, and he retired. And ever since, you know, he's, because he can climb all day, you know, yeah. he's, he's got better and better and he, he's climbing really hard. So, you know, you've got plenty of years. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of the goal is just like retiring somewhere where you're surrounded by crags and just climbing. Uh, like Yeah, that is my goal. Yeah. Before we leave, do you have like a top tip for women wanting to get into outdoor sports or climbing or any sort of more extreme sports? I would say just do it, you know, just go do it. Um, find a good climbing partner. I think that's a really important thing. Somebody who goes with you who has the same goals and ambitions, mm-hmm. you know, that could be um, a female or a male. I think it doesn't really matter. I think you have to find somebody you really gel with and who can push you on a bit <laughs> and give you a little nudge to improve yourself yeah i think that's sort of my top tip <laughs> great thank you so much no problem <laughs> that was fun <laughs> Bye. <laughs>